Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. If this is your first time streaming one of my episodes, the Pearls and Perils is all about sharing pearls of wisdom with you, as well as highlighting some of the perils and challenging situations that we all go through in life, whether that's through my personal life or one of my wonderful guests. Now stay tuned as we get into the topic of today. Welcome to the podcast, Vanessa. I'm so happy to have you. I've really Thank been looking for forward me. to having this conversation. Like I've actually had it on my list of topics for such a long time but I was like I don't know who to have the conversation with and <laughs> it just kind of worked out and I'm like okay let's do this let me shoot my shot and here you are hey thanks for having me thanks for joining me so tell us a little bit about yourself before we actually get into the topic of today where we're going to be speaking about social media what it was like for us growing up and speaking a little bit about influencer culture as well so tell us a little bit about yourself so I'm currently a lash artist and lash supplier. So those are my two main roles. Um, I also have a nine to five, which many don't know about. <laughs> so I juggle the three at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, in regards to social media, um, I've placed top 10 in best social media. 2021 I believe oh yes I remember yeah. <laughs> so you, do yeah. you know what it really was aligned for you to be the one <laughs> on this episode I mean we do have a social media star <laughs> in our midst as well so that's me and I've also helped a few other small businesses um grow their social media accounts as well especially during lockdown I think that was the hardest time for a lot of us yeah. so yeah my stepping stone came from there really Oh, exciting. So you've got a lot on your plate. Yeah. <laughs> but that sounds really exciting. A few weeks ago, I did like a throwback Thursday on my Instagram stories. And that's how we kind of started talking about social media. And you were sharing some interesting things about your mm-hmm. social media experience going, um, growing up. But we'll come to that a little bit later. So what I did want to kind of start off the conversation with would just be to know a little bit more about what was like your first interaction with social media? Like how old were you? And can you remember what that was like for you at that time? Okay, my first interaction, I would honestly say, would be MSN. And Mm. how old was I? I would say, I definitely think I was in year seven or year eight. Um, And I only remember this because of my uniform. I would literally (laughs) be one of those those early teens or pre-teens running home from school to go on the computer to speak to my friends who I just saw in school um so that's how (laughs) I remember it and we would take our selfies on our dodgy webcams and it was just brilliant Um, oh my gosh don't remind me of the webcam selfies (laughs) so pixelated the quality was so bad honestly I would say that's my first memory that I can remember of being present online and as the years went on, as many of us will probably have experienced, moved on to other social media websites and platforms. But I would say MSN would be the first and original. Um, would you count BlackBerry as social media? I wouldn't say BlackBerry social media. It's more you know instant what? messaging in the sense. Well, I guess you could have added like random people, but generally the idea was for you to yeah. have people you already know. So I wouldn't say BlackBerry was social media but in some ways it kind of it kind of became that because I know a lot of yeah. people 
we'd speak to people we didn't know you know it's strangers very true what's your bb pin <laughs> exactly <laughs> it was almost another way of like you don't necessarily want to give your number or get that person's number but it's like oh what's your like pin kind of thing yeah. but I think in some ways it was relatively similar yeah but I would say definitely MSN MSN was I think there was nobody that wasn't on MSN that was the go-to Saturday mornings. You wouldn't even wake up to go out and see your friends outside. You would literally hop on 10 a.m., no breakfast. You haven't even washed and you're on <laughs> that was That was the Saturday vibes. That was every day after school, whenever. Everyone was glued to their computer screens. And that was our way of life, really. Do you know what's funny? Before you said yeah. MSN, I never actually considered MSN as social media. You would never... Honestly, I wouldn't have thought I would... it was because I, I definitely had MSN and I remember it's funny what you said about getting home from school to then talk to your friends <laughs> but that's exactly what we do we get home from school and we talk to each other or my yeah. friends would be like talking to some other guys from school and it's yeah. like you're generally speaking to people you have already seen um but I never in my mind thought that is social media I would count it as social media I guess like an instant messaging platform but the things that you could do on it for example your statuses if you're online appearing offline Mm. I feel like that's quite a social media kind of platform and again you would have everyone's email addresses and names that you wouldn't may not even know really from friends friends and they're not really in your contacts list but they are there if they want to see you and they can see you online appearing offline messaging nudging people yeah (laughs) the nudges in your computer would just shake (laughs) honestly like no honestly like when you do think about it now I would class that social media I'd even think about it myself even though I know it's instant messaging I just feel like that social media and that was my first actual social interactive platform that I had before the actual browsing platforms came about yeah I definitely agree with you actually because generally like if someone said MSN I wouldn't have instantly thought oh yeah that was social media but thinking about to yeah. how we used it the functions that it had it definitely was kind of like paving the way for what social media is now yeah and what I would say about MSN also is you did actually meet a lot of people that you didn't know online and you would eventually meet them in person whether you're in a group of friends or whatever it was you would eventually meet these people so I would I would class it as a social media platform the OG (laughs) it definitely was the OG (laughs) the funny thing is I don't even remember I know that I definitely spoke to people on there that I did not know but remembering how you actually found these people that I could I don't remember (laughs) I I can I can tell you because I don't remember I can't tell you how I got someone's email address I don't I wouldn't have a clue it would it would spread like wildfire because again I feel like this is just social media because it spreads like wildfire you don't know half the people that you're talking to and that's how you grew friendship groups or just a general following or in general really I feel like that's how my social media experience started and then later on, you can talk about how it grew from there. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'm definitely interested to get into how it grew from there. Um, so I guess MSN was definitely one of my first experiences with social media too. But then it kind of went on to things like Pixo, Bebo. I remember I definitely had a Pixo and a Bebo and MySpace. I think the oh, thing for MySpace, MySpace. <laughs> you remember MySpace, was wanting to, was it people's top six or top nine? If you're not, or... if you're not in the top three, six or nine, you're That's not a friend. It. 
yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and it's like those little things that people would get upset about it's almost similar to now in a sense of like let's say someone doesn't add you to their close friends and you're meant to be friends or that 100%. sort of thing or people don't interact with what you post I guess it was kind of paving away 100%. for now but 100%. even then again with MSN you'd add a lot of people that maybe from your area that you don't necessarily know but you know there's people that you kind of see around the area and yeah, you see their little profile icon and you're like I saw that person last week Add. <laughs> exactly <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you how I added many people on my social media platforms because I definitely didn't know about 75% of them Oh, I yeah, grew to me know too. quite a lot of people, <laughs> I would say. Let's talk about that. What did you... <laughs> We're getting into it. So what platform was it that you started to grow a social media following on? Pixo. Pixo. And so we t- was t- very tell the people about Pixo. <laughs> we <laughs> were very young back then. I must have been about 14 many years ago. Um, Pixo... <laughs> Do you know what? I said MSN was OG. I think Pixo was OG. Do you know why? Everybody was on Pixo. Everyone, whether you was popular, not popular, everyone was on Pixo. It was very creative, especially for me, because I'm into the arts and creative side of things. So to build a website from scratch, do a little bit of coding here and there. Why I didn't continue that? I don't know. Mm. Um, bit of coding here and there adding your little sparkly dull picture things um do you remember the girls and guys versus pages oh yes <laughs> I remember that again think about think about how that alone creates the engagement that we strive for now it was almost like those things were like the equivalent of like the shade borough and places like pages 100%. like that because it would get a one. lot of engagement 100% and your mini chat boxes where people could leave um not necessarily such reviews but comments or anything that could make your website better if they wanted to ask you a question or anything like that I would say that it just counts towards engagement and you're building a following because you're forgetting people I can't remember if people would follow your website or if there was a way where you could have friends on there, wasn't there was definitely a way that people I don't know if the time was followed, but there was definitely a way where people could add you. Yeah, and then you could, but I don't know how it worked. I couldn't, I can't remember if it was like a my but also toxic. unless I mix in um different platforms, but there was also some way that you could add a password. Do you remember that? Or am I thinking of something else? No, you are correct. To. There's certain pages, There's certain pages that, that you could have had a so that people yes, need a password for. Yes, 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 yes. And leading on to that, as you just mentioned that, um, I'm not gonna drop my old school nickname because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't I drop could. yours, I won't drop mine. <laughs> I'm gonna drop it. I'm gonna drop it because oh, I know no, like I have to drop it. <laughs> those who don't know of me will probably now know of me. Right, so my nickname, tag name, as it was back then, was Feisty, and I'll explain why. <laughs> so back, okay. so back then, I was kind of a little bit on the rude side. So um, for anyone that doesn't know what Feisty means, <laughs> um, it's the Caribbean term for rude. <laughs> so basically, it's Feisty, but with some patois. <laughs> 
a little bit of that, but I switched up the wording and the way it was spelled. So it was face as in F-A-C-E hyphen T-double-E because you had to add a little oh, swag. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I see what so you did that, with that. Exactly. So that was me. But don't get me wrong, even though it's the Caribbean term of a little bit of rudeness and stuff, I wasn't totally rude to people. It was just a little bit of attitude and fire here and there. But um, that was me. So I would be on there creating um my pages my girls versus guys my little productions which is another thing I was gonna ask did you ever have productions (laughs) do you know what's funny with productions I had a friend she was really good at graphic design and she would always make my productions for me (laughs) I really wish that I still had the pictures listen but it's probably good I don't because they would have been really cringe I have a whole hard drive full of everything from the age of I'd say 11 to 16 if you want me to dig them up for a blog or anything in the future let me know I have everything I lost all of mine not that they were great but you Uh, know (laughs) (laughs) for memory's sake honestly I could probably embarrass myself in the whole of London wow (laughs) yeah if you ever need them I I, I can show you a few I can show you a few Yes, I want a private viewing. I definitely want to see these productions. <laughs> but alongside the productions that I was making, I was actually making website designs for people on Pixo because you know we all had different layouts and everything. Yeah. I actually used to be quite a pro on photo was it still called Photoshop back then? Yeah, it was Photoshop, yeah. and there was another one. But like an earlier version of it. Yeah, I was using Photoshop and something else, and I would actually create like full-on background designs with all the different sections laid out for your Pixel website. Wow. Do you know how much money I could have made if I'd I done this? Gonna say, did you, I was just going to say, did you charge people for this or? No, I didn't because it was all part of my creative fun. Like I love doing it. And wow. I'll just put my little signature facey autograph in the corner and that was it. <laughs> okay, facey. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like little things like that, when you, I think back, it makes me realise how creative, I am and how I was back then and how Definitely. I've transferred it out on into my later life it's honestly like it, it, it honestly it's really really nice to think about but alongside the productions I would say my top 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 highlight of why people knew me was my hairstyles my hairstyles it's about the hairstyles hair queen <laughs> this is going to be another one for the archives um I was just the slick queen um if you don't remember, we probably would remember. Everyone had a sweep across their forehead, going mm-hmm. from one side to the other. You'd spend about half an hour every morning before school perfecting that sweep. You could <laughs> add gems. You could add lollipops to your hair. Oh, God. Not the lollipops. <laughs> the lollipops. But the dummies as well. <laughs> oh, gosh. I never subscribed to the dummies. I thought that looked so silly. I done it all. I done oh, it all. wow. I done it all. You were the queen. Yeah, so I had about 100 plus photos of different hairstyles on my page where girls wow. from different schools in the area or the borough, I would say, because um, there was people in the forest that were just searching my page down to try a new hairstyle. I would get questions in my little comment box daily. Some comments would be anonymous in my comments box and some would have their names or their pixo names so I could refer back to them and respond back to their pages themselves mm-hmm. asking about my hairstyles how did I do it where did I get this dummy from etc <laughs> and all of that counts as engagement but you don't think anything of it and it was so organic it. so organic nothing was forced 
it was just do you know what I would say now we'll probably go into this later as well but what I would say now is that social media back then was definitely more fun and safer than it is now that's what I would say it definitely was safer but even now linking back to when we're using social media some of us would be speaking to people online that you didn't really know who it was sometimes people would meet up with people I think there yeah. definitely was an element of danger in it oh no I think 100%. you were so naive that yeah. you just didn't even think about that I feel like this is where the interaction came in for example you could see someone on MySpace or um, Pixo. All you'd see is pictures. I can't remember if videos were uploaded back then. I can't remember. Pictures and videos, for example. And then once you get speaking to them online, you might take their MSN email address and then mm-hmm. see them on webcam. That's how I knew who was real that I was talking to, if that makes yeah. sense. So I would never meet up with anyone that was just a random picture. Whether they said their name was John from... Essex it just wouldn't I just wouldn't do it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um so back then even though everyone was very naive don't get me wrong yeah I was never that stupid to do that (laughs) put it in that way but um I feel like it was safer back then don't get me wrong we done the most but we were all young when you think about it yeah we never really heard of any stories back then of any teenagers meeting up with anyone really old don't get me wrong, it probably was happening, but yeah. not so much when we were younger or in London, in fact, to be honest. So I feel like it was much safer back then. And it was just really fun. And because everyone was online, you built that community of this person knows that person, et cetera, et cetera. So you always had a way of linking back to see who's who. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just personally feel like it was much safer back then than it is now and the word organic what you said earlier that just perfect exactly that organic and that could tie into being young and innocent I definitely agree because I think then of course you wanted your pixel to look nice or your myspace or whatever there was definitely that element of you want to be accepted you want to be cool but I do think at the same time there was less of a pressure to it 100 because it was more fun and it was just something to do and it's like oh you're myspace you know that sort of thing yeah do you know what myspace was actually made for music it was but a lot of us that were on myspace we never had no music you had no music <laughs> i know i had no girl, music. i cannot sing <laughs> <laughs> i cannot sing but we definitely speaking of music it makes me think about the music that we used to have on our pages you'd have to have the hottest song out at that moment in time oh. And as soon as you open the page, remember that part. Yeah. Speaking of music, so when people listen to this podcast, one of my friends in particular is going to remember the song that I had on MySpace. And I had it on for time because I do like a bit of soca and I liked it back then as well. It was um, Destra, I Dare You. As soon as my page opened, you had full on soca vibes from that one song. I left that song on for so long. That's what a lot of people knew my MySpace for. Serious. I don't think I know that song. I need to listen to it now that you said it. Yeah. Listen to it. As soon as it starts, the beat is just there. And everyone would just stay on my page for that song whilst they're scrolling through my whole page. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, you were already a social media savvy from a long time ago. (laughs) 
it was very enjoyable I must say very enjoyable and I feel like back then again to compare back then we had a mixture of playing out plus being indoors connecting with our friends and family on MySpace or MSN however whichever platform we was on I think we had a good balance back then so now I was just gonna say but also the balance that we had was because a lot of these sites we'd have to access them from our computers we weren't able to very go on true. it from your phone Do you very, see that? that's a very good you point you had to go on your very computer true. so again even with that most people you know your computer's in the living room <laughs> so mine was you know, in the living room <laughs> exactly mine was in the living room too so <laughs> a lot of the times you didn't necessarily have your phone with you you had to be at home to be able to you know go on your myspace or maybe if you're at true. someone else's house where we've got our phones now and we can easily access everything else it's so much easier for us to be trapped online because it's on your phone you know you can talk to your friends on one app and another app and another app and you're just constantly on the phone it's not limited to just you being at home it could be anywhere and you know what it's not just being at home on the computer back then please tell me you remember the dial-up Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember I had Tiskali. <laughs> I know if you had Tiskali, but dial-up was the worst. And it was annoying because if anyone was on the phone, you know the internet's cutting out. Once your MSN cuts out, I, I, I was screwing. I was screwing and you're staring at your parent at the corner of your eye, waiting for them to get off the phone. And you're like, <laughs> how long left? Want me to speak to my cousin? <laughs> <laughs> honestly I remember that and then you just see it spinning I think we was on AOL at the time and it was just spinning and spinning and spinning until it came off and you're like okay I'm back I'm back like just the just the pressure of that because you know you you can't speak to them when you go to school or you probably had a phone but you're just playing snake on it you can't you don't have that interaction as you do with speaking to 10 people at the same time on an MSN chat or on MySpace it's just very different but um definitely do you think times would be different now if people could only access their computers bearing in mind that a lot of children and young teens these days prefer to be at home to be on their devices what was your question do you think it'll be different if they could only access it at home yeah now nowadays to some extent but I think for some people it would just mean that they're going to be complete homebodies and they're not going to go out they're not going to interact especially if they're young like young people but I I kind of some degree it might make a little bit of a difference Mm. because at least then when you're out because even if you think about you get on the train and what are we doing we're on our phones exactly (laughs) you know nobody it's very rare that you just kind of sit there and you just watch the people pass unless your phone's died or you don't have your earphones yeah <laughs> like and you're forced to do it a lot of the times we're constantly on some kind of device so I think it would make a difference in the sense that you know when you're out you kind of need to socialize like even something that I always get annoyed with when I'm out with friends is if we're together and then you're on your phone like hello like quality time here off your phones yes. so yes. I think it would make a difference in terms of interactions like that because sometimes people are out with friends but then they're just snapping away the whole time and posting every single detail like yes. even for me now I've become a lot more conscious of that so sometimes I'll go out and I'll be like do you know what I don't need to take pictures of what I'm eating today like it's okay <laughs> I'm just yeah. gonna leave it because I think you can actually get so much into the routine of doing that that you kind of miss being present in your real life if that makes sense because you're just so busy 
trying to perfect the shot, trying to perfect the video, then it's thinking about well, what music am I going to add <laughs> to this? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Work. Back then you would have a, what did I have? An 8210. Did I even have a camera? I don't remember. And then whatever phone I had after that with a camera, you, if you were outside, you'd have to take your photos and videos there and you'd have to wait until you get back home to upload to the computer, then upload to your social media, write your little captions. It, it's definitely time and effort. So definitely, yeah, it, I think it would make such a big difference. But on the flip side, I feel like these days, a lot of young people now do want to stay home, even though everyone's got mobile devices now. But also, I think the reason they want to stay home is because, like you said, everything is there. They can be connected to the people they want to talk to. And it's in the comfort of their home. They don't need to go out. They don't need to actually interact with people. And also, a lot of young people now have social anxiety or they're quite awkward. They find it difficult to interact face to face. But online, they're a whole other person. Yes, but they, I feel like not everyone, but I feel like some people have that social anxiety because they've been glued to being on their mobile Definitely. devices so they're not accustomed not to the real life interactions exactly yeah. and this is why they're different to us because we've had the balance of both we know how to do both so yeah it's it's a tricky one but that's how I feel young people are these days it's and the thing different. that thinking about it now that is quite sad actually we kind of grew up where social media was emerging there's a lot of different things so we had our pictures yes. our myspace the Bebos and then Facebook was a thing for a while but now it's mainly just grandmas and aunties on there yeah but but it's true there was like the great migration of everyone leaving MySpace and going to Facebook but even so in all of that we kind of just grew up with that there was life before that whereas now young people that let's say are born even let's say 2000 that's just already been there so they've not Very really true. got anything beforehand. And what I find really scary is when I see like three-year-olds and they're really good with the tablet and all that stuff. And you think, oh, that's great. They already know how to use a computer. It's not like they're going to go Very scary. Tech. They're just going to be addicted <laughs> to their devices. Yes. It's very, um, very scary. Very scary. But at the same time, I feel like I've seen children now, young kids, they are quite advanced, even when they're using the iPads or the phones oh yeah um, they know how to get onto their YouTube listen they know how to get onto YouTube you don't need to show them anything um what I remember when my little cousin was about two or three years old you would ask him to take a picture of us and he would know where the camera icon is on your phone like to me that's insane wow. <laughs> like that's insane so it just shows that even though they're on the computers or iPads quite a lot it can be a good thing at the same time. As long as when they do grow up, they have that balance of being outside, outside mm-hmm. <laughs> and not being glued to an electronic device. Where a lot of parents are so busy, for so many, the device is that keeping them calm. Like you're oh, doing something and the bothering is like, oh, just watch this, watch that. So to some extent, the devices are kind of growing the children up. So I think that's also sometimes where that another danger lies as well. That's very true. I think it's just all about finding the balance, I think. Because I do know parents that do both um, take their children outside when they do have the time um, and also have them on the iPad, whether they're doing learning games or anything like that. So I think a good a good balance is good. Um, but I do get time is 
obviously of the essence. So, yeah, but I, I think it's doable. It's doable. Definitely. I agree with you on the balance part. So before we kind of move on a little bit from our experience, is there anything, any other experiences you want to share from your social media days back in the day <laughs> or um, was there a point where you kind of thought mm, this is not really how I want my social media experience to be okay I was just gonna ask good or bad okay I'm gonna do both I'm these are social media experiences from when I was a teen um one good one bad okay um I'll start with the good because that was earlier on so as I became quite popular on Pixo um I was kind of known all around London even though a lot of people had never met me in their lives it's like they knew who I was and also do you remember those things youngers and olders you had like the older kids and the younger kids and you created like your mini families and stuff online and wow be I completely forgot about that <laughs> So basically I had all that and that's how you'd grow your connections with other people as well. You go through their friends and things like that. So we grew that. So one day it was myself and my cousin, I believe we went to, I'm just going to say it. We went to um, Sydney World in Woodgreen, North <laughs> London, for those that don't know. I think we were about 14 years old, 13, 14, I would say. And we was just queuing up for our tickets as you do. Um, got our tickets and started walking to the um, screening. Someone shouted out my tag name, Facey. And I thought, serious. Oh, th- this is weird. And back then I was a little bit hyped up. So I turned around and I was like, oh my gosh, who said my name? And she was probably around my age as well. And she started clapping. At this point, I thought I was Rihanna because <laughs> I'm not Rihanna. <laughs> I thought I was running at this point she was clapping she came up to me and said oh my goodness or oh my gosh I can't believe it's you Facey I watch you online all your hair I actually felt like a mini celebrity Celebrity. honestly like and it makes me think wow I'm 13 14 years old this is how people see me and is this the kind of influence I'm giving out online for people actually like me and they don't even know me it's just crazy how so you were basically an influencer before (laughs) influencing was really a thing honestly I would say that was one memory I'll never forget because it makes you think wow people actually do watch you online whether they show themselves or not because I didn't know who she was so whether they show themselves or not people are always secretly watching you good or bad that is not a lie (laughs) that is very true I would say that was one of my moments that I remember very clearly and even up to this day my cousin still makes jokes about it (laughs) (laughs) so I say that's one of my good memories one of the bad ones and this is where it can turn a little bit sour as well on the topic of social media catfishing Oh, okay. We didn't mention this in our notes, and I just mm. thought about it when you asked me that question. Catfishing. So, as I became popular on social media, I'm going to keep, I keep saying social media on Pixo itself. And yeah. I, um, there were people who I don't know up to this day who would steal my pictures, even though oh. I had the names, my name, and my MySpace name, and 
pixo name all across them yeah they still steal my pictures crop create them. fake accounts crop them some of them will be brazy and still keep the tags on there oh gosh um, I know put them make a whole new account and start talking to other people and these wow. other people would believe it's me so what there's two occasions that I'll talk about because one was old old and one was actually more recent wow um, this yeah this is where it gets a little bit deep guys so <laughs> a little bit deep so I'm actually on then, the edge of my seat right now <laughs> back then as a young team it was fine because I was in my whole social media element I was hyped up I I like not like the attention but I like the fact that people were liking what I was putting out online where it was my hairstyles all the conversations etc um so someone did stop me in the street um when I was younger and they didn't obviously they don't they didn't know my name my real name was never really out there so nobody knew my name it was just my tag name but since the catfishing came about someone was shouting the name Jade across the street and me being me I would I wouldn't respond naturally yeah and it got louder and louder and louder and I was thinking this is weird but again you just ignore it until he actually came up to me and was like I'm talking to you and I was like oh gosh (laughs) sorry what he was like Jade and I was like that's not me and he went oh I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and then he left Mm -hmm. so I did nothing of it and that was the end of that after that day no word of a lie I would say every few months I would get messages from people this was this was moving on to my space now actually I'd say messages from random people saying is this your profile is this you is this not you someone's taking your picture and it started to go from there which I then started to realize wow my face is a little bit too out there let's reel this back in so wow and how old are you at that point I was, this started from about 13, 14, and I started to get noticed in a bad way from cat, from being catfished about 16, 17 years old. Wow. So it was quite for quite some years. So that was like one of the first encounters. And throughout those few years, there were more encounters like that, but not anything major. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're a good storyteller, by the way. <laughs> when you said but then I was like okay (laughs) but then I would say this was before lockdown so when I say recent I do mean wow this is recent if it's before lockdown yeah just put it into concept guys I'm 31 now (laughs) and I still cannot believe that you're 31 but okay (laughs) let's just count these years of how long I've been in this for so it was before lockdown I would say it was I want to say 2019 but it could have been 2018 but one of those two years we'll run with that I was coming home from work I was on the train and someone was calling the name Jade again oh so again I didn't think nothing of it I probably had my headphones in I wasn't listening to anything and someone hit me in my chest what on a packed, on a packed train I was on a packed train coming from central London and someone hit me on, on my, like backhanded me on like top of my chest. And I, I remember 
remember looking up thinking what's going on here because I'm obviously shocked I'm on a packed train who's got time or space to hit anyone so I looked up and I was like are you okay <laughs> this is where my <laughs> this is where <laughs> the flip side came out I was like are you okay and he was like I've been calling you why, why aren't you um responding back and I was like sorry what who are you and again just those few words took me back to all those times when I was younger but not in this not in this scenario because I felt a bit more endangered because I was yeah. never hit or abused or assaulted or anything back then oh so this gosh, time I felt very different exactly and bear in mind this is what four years ago five years ago very recent and um he was saying I was calling you and I was like I don't know who you are and can you not hit me like that's very rude and I want to want to pat training you're hitting me in public like who are you what what are you doing um and he said I've been speaking to you and you haven't been responding and I was like but again I don't know you so by this point of going back and forth I got off my stop and so did he but I didn't know if he was coming off my stop or not or whether he was following me so by this point I thought okay this is a bit weird but again I'm still in public I'm outside a main bus station so I know I'm good yeah um and then he was like aren't you Jade and I said no I'm not and then as soon as I said no I'm not it just clicked to me and I don't know how of being catfished and I thought to myself no it can't be not almost 10 years later wow. um, it can't be. he pulled out his phone <gasps> he pulled out his phone and he opened his whatsapp messages and no way <laughs> there's a picture of me let's go back to the msn pixelated photos there's a picture of me pixelated msn photo at 13 slash 14 years old with a slick on my head i remember exactly what i was wearing a blue graffiti mckenzie hoodie with my hair slicked back in one to the side with my pencil thin eyebrows i saw that photo and i knew instantly after all these years i'm still getting catfished and i said to him that photo is definitely me many years ago but that no is not way. my phone so number. So this person is using an old picture. Old, old, old. On WhatsApp. Old, old, old. On WhatsApp. Wait, how old did this guy look? He, he looked about my age or older, I'd say. Oh my gosh. But bearing in mind, so the reason why I didn't think nothing of it was because after all this was happening as a late teen and people were stopping me in the streets, I started to just reeling how much I was posting online because I thought okay we're getting a bit older now things can start to get a bit dangerous do you know what I mean being online so I started to make certain profiles private or as you know like pixo and myspace started to close down and stuff like that just little things here and there and you'd move on to the next social media platform so I became quite private back then so when I was stopped those few years ago and then he showed me the picture on his on his whatsapp I was like, that's definitely my picture from all those years ago, like what, seven, eight years ago, whatever. But um, that conversation, that, that's not me talking and that's not my phone number. Was and it like a recent conversation? Yeah. So wow, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's just insane that in this day and age, you can still be catfished, but... To Listen, me, M- MTV is still going strong with catfish, girl, <laughs> so <laughs> you definitely can. Honestly, 
honestly, like it's to me, it's just insane. And it's not even a load of pictures. The oldest picture you could find probably from when I joined MSN is what was on his WhatsApp photo. Basically, I just couldn't believe it. So me being me, the older person that I am, I took the phone number. So I thought, let me save it in my phone. And I don't. Oh (laughs) yes, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) I saved it in my phone, and I don't know if you remember, but back on Instagram, quite a few years ago, you could actually see your contact list in people that you could add. Oh, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I had, I saved the, I saved the number as the word fake profile or fake (laughs) Jade. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I couldn't even bring myself to save it. <laughs> so I saved it and I went on my Instagram account, looked through my contacts list, and I saw a profile. And do you know what? I'm going to call her out. I saw a profile and her name was Shanique Riley. Oh, I don't, I don't know who this girl is. Sorry, I'm just spilling tea out here. Well, we getting the hot tea right now. <laughs> I don't know who she is I saw her picture her display picture still don't know who she is and her profile was private so I didn't want to be that person I'm not crazy so I didn't add her or anything but I did call the number I thought let me call the number and see who answers and a girl did answer and I could tell that she was very young she didn't sound near my age or any how old was I at the time 35 35 25 Mm -hmm. (laughs) or something like that so I answered and she did sound like a teenager. Really? And um, I said to her, oh, is your name Jade? And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, so how come you're calling yourself Jade? But you're using, um, I actually said these words, but you're using a light skinned person's photo as your um, display picture. And that's not you, is it? And you heard the pause. And then she <laughs> Oh, wow. I tried to call the number back and I was blocked. <laughs> so the catfish blocked you? I got blocked by a catfish. Oh, my gosh. But what's scary, which I actually forgot to add, she tried to say that, well, she said to this particular person that saw me on the train and to whoever else that she's probably been speaking to, that I live in a certain area near a particular point mm-hmm. and that is actually near where I live so it makes me think does this person actually know of me has she followed me or is it someone that she knows that knows me so it's very close to home so I thought let me reel this back in even more and completely just make every single thing private because by this point I thought this is very real and being older what, over 10 years older than when I was back then things are more serious now and you actually don't know who's stealing your pictures whether it's a young teenage girl or an older person you, you don't know what the situations can be at this point and the way the world's going now I don't really want to find out um so I think that was the point where I thought no that's it everything's going private we're not doing this no more and that was actually the point when I just stopped because wow. by then I thought you know what if that situation didn't happen, I would probably still be publicly on the internet. Yeah. In a personal way, not with business. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Yeah. So I would say that was the point where I thought, this is it. That's it. Wow. Now, I knew that you were bait, 
but I didn't think (laughs) (laughs) it got to that point and I think what's so scary is the fact of how that guy responded as well 100 100 they had a free-flowing conversation he said for about two to three months wow but bearing in mind they obviously have never met of course So at this point would you not think as a guy or a girl why have I never met this person why have I never seen this person but yeah I just see a pixelated photo of a slicked (laughs) haired girl (laughs) who looks very young compared to how you look now um would, would you just not think anything of it older people could still be naive but really but yeah I definitely was not expecting that yeah I, I guess do have some really stories <laughs> does, it does show you that there definitely is a darker side to it all but before 100%. we get into that what would you say are your thoughts on social media now you've obviously kind of we've grown up with it you've gotten to the stage where you're a bit more private now with your social media what would you say your thoughts on? Let's start with the positives and then we'll get into some of the negatives. I would say the positives on social media now, I'm going to bring business into it because that's just who I am. <laughs> um, I think the positives on social media now, it's a great free outlet for people to be creative, spread awareness of what they do in their business ideas and collaborations and all that good stuff, I feel like that is what makes social media great. It's the networking. It's the communication that you can have with someone across the globe and just so easily, no matter what platform you're on. And you don't have to give out much personal details like an MSN email address or a phone number. You've got things like Telegram now where you can communicate with hundreds of others without knowing everyone's personal details so I I think like that are a good thing and personally as well I think it's a good thing as well because not everyone wants to pick up the phone these days even though it's bad but you know it is what it is and it's good to sometimes have the odd communication with loved ones online in that sense or just see a little picture of them or if they're going out to eat just a little comment here and there like sometimes just that little I don't know, just that little piece of communication can be enough sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So I think it's nice in that way that people can still stay connected without being bombarded with messages and calls every single day. Because again, we're all adults now. We run very busy lives. (laughs) Um, Yep. (laughs) So I think it's just nice. And I'd say good for the younger generation now. They're definitely more tech savvy than most of us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, They're definitely very entertaining. Um, so I feel like even though most of them are probably homebodies, they do let out a lot of their personality, I would say, online, which I think is a good thing because it's their form of outlet. So I think that's a good thing, I would say. Yeah, I would say creativity, business and networking is why I think social media is great. I'd say for me, it's definitely the connection side. OK, apart from business, which I'll say as well. But I think. For me, like, for example, I have my business page, but I also have, like, my little personal Instagram with, like, hardly any followers and stuff. But I think what I do like about that is being able to kind of connect with people that aren't necessarily close. Like, for example, my sister, she lives in America, so I don't get to see her often. But being able to, like, see what she's posting, like, with my nephew and all that kind of thing, it kind of just keeps you connected in that aspect. So it's almost like letting you into their life to a different degree. Yes. Um, so I definitely like that bit. I think there still is that sense of connection. And I guess that is one of the main 
purposes of social media to allow you to connect with people also for me I've been able to meet some really amazing people online like yourself we've actually never met up in person (laughs) yes I know I feel like I I know know you (laughs) I know do you know that's another weird thing but I would say it's such a good thing because that's how connected you are with people online now we're in different industries and businesses and you can just connect so well and you actually do forget that you've not even met half these people 100% so that's definitely another side that I like some people that have been super supportive I've never ever met in person and that for me is so crazy but it's also one of the beautiful aspects of social media that you can connect with people like one of my Instagram besties she lives in China and like the way that we talk you'd think we've seen each other you know each (laughs) other from back in the day but even in a lot of things we connect we like similar things so that is one of the beautiful beautiful things I definitely do like about social media and also the business aspect as well because it's such a big pool of people and it allows you to be able to network with people that you probably would have never met in person or even if you go to a networking event you're only going to meet certain kinds of people there but I think one of the things that I love with social media from a business aspect is it allows you to connect with that kind of person you're looking for you can tap into different things like looking at the hashtags that you think your target audience would like and I think that's one of the great functions and like you said it's free of course you can do marketing but it's a great starting point if you have a new business and maybe you don't have a lot of capital to invest in marketing and things like that and there's just so much you can learn from it even from posting your content learning what people like learning what people connect with and what they don't connect with and even sometimes your post can lead to a conversation that leads to a business deal or leads to a friendship even so I think that's one of the aspects that I do like a lot about social media no I agree 100% 100% what would you say your negatives are I do have a couple I I have a couple too (laughs) but before actually I'll I'll share the study afterwards um I'd say hmm, negative wise I think depending on how much you consume when it comes to social media and the type of content you follow it can really affect your mental health in a negative way But again, it does depend on the person and it does depend on the kind of people that you follow. I think it's one of those things that you have to be able to gauge it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And my worry for more people that are younger, let's say early 20s or even under, is that sometimes you're not as emotionally intelligent as you think you are. Like we we think we know it all, but sometimes we don't. And I think there is definitely an element of it that can become so addictive. Like you can literally be on it from the moment you wake up, you're on the train, you're on the bus. Some people even at work or at school, they're on... (laughs) They're online, the toilet, like you're constantly there. And I think sometimes you can kind of lose sense of your reality. And I think that's the part that can get quite negative. Also, of course, there's a side of trolling. You know, there is a lot of trolling that happens on social media. There's way more than there ever has been. (laughs) Definitely. Way more. There's people like now it's a common thing that people have a burner account and they come out and they say what they really feel and they really think from the burner. Because even thinking back to, let's say, Pixo days, I remember that people would write, okay, I, I have to confess that at one point I was a troll. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm going to confess here on the Pearls and Pearls. <laughs> I was a I troll I hope you wasn't on point. my page. <laughs> it wasn't on your page, Miss Basty. <laughs> but I have to admit, and that's the thing. I think because of that anonymity, sometimes that that horrible side comes out but I do remember there's a girl that me and my friend used to troll and she was a few years older than me so she's worse because she should have known about (laughs) thinking about at the time like I was probably like 12 when she was 14 but 
yeah we were bad we were bad so funny but yeah I am a reformed troll that's not (laughs) something I would do now I was young I I don't know what I was doing and even when I look back at it now I thought oh my gosh imagine if that girl had hurt herself like how would I have lived with myself because this girl she used to get trolled a lot it wasn't just me like she was like a common person to be trolled and it got to the point where she made her pic so private oh wow yeah because she was just easy wow. for the trolls yeah it's bad I would give you I have one repented. <laughs> that's gonna be my new caption <laughs> that's gonna be my new caption reformed troll I am a reformed <laughs> troll <laughs> you know what I would say back then on Pixo not many people knew that you could actually see people's IP addresses. So when the real person would write a comment and leave their name, you could actually match their IP address to the troll's like IP address. Oh, you could also yes. match. Yes. Some people didn't clock on to that. Yes. But I some think, people to be fair, most out. of us didn't understand about the nature of IP addresses. I was very but you're right. Back then. You're right. You're <laughs> right. Now that you said it, I can remember that. I was quite techie back then. So when I was doing code and everything, I literally used to research just everything to do with a website. And that's how I thought, wait a minute, this person wrote this, this person wrote that. And I would see the numbers come up all the time, the IP address. And it got to a point where it's like, I would almost remember the numbers to the comments thinking, wow. okay, that's the same person who wrote this. And if they left their name, I would know it's them who trolled me five weeks ago oh my so god it's very interesting exposed very by interesting. the ip address <laughs> realizing. But yeah it's very interesting one of my negatives was actually what you mentioned about the mental health side of things um just scrolling too um too much and just idolizing people and material things when do you know what that word organic still pops onto my mind social media now not in not so much in business a little bit but social media now is not organic it's as a whole I definitely agree with you it's not yeah it's not so I feel like everyone's under pressure to look a certain way to post certain things these days you can't say anything that won't get someone going Mm -hmm. that's also another thing I would say so social media now can be very touch and go and it's very I feel like when I mentioned the word fun I feel like these are the kind of things that draws the fun out of how social media is now that's just my personal take on it that's why I don't really enjoy it so much as I did back then and it's not just because we're older because we can definitely still enjoy social media yeah I feel like just these things does let it down a little bit I would say I agree with you I feel like for me like the last six to nine months like I don't enjoy social media as I did before like it's not as fun yeah and I feel like I just end up watching the same people anyway because (laughs) maybe I like the kind of content that they post but I definitely agree with you in that aspect that it's not as organic as it was it's just I don't know just showing up for the sake of showing up I guess yeah I would also say it's not social media but it's to the point where people are photoshopping so much that you can even photoshop videos now so it's sort of like you're idolizing these people and things and that's not even real either (laughs) very disappointing it is disappointing I'd say and I feel more sorry for the younger generation now because this is all they know 
like you said earlier. And I think as well, especially for the younger generation, it creates a lot of false expectations. There's people that are like 16 and they're feeling like they need to already have red bottoms, they need to have all the expensive things. And it's like, darling, do you actually understand how much these things cost? (laughs) You don't even have a job. Honestly, can you just be a 13-year-old with some doo-doo plaits and a tracksuit? Because you need to live or even your teenage let's bring life. Back the dummy. I mean, I've always thought the dummy looks stupid, but maybe we need to bring back the dummy and the bring colourful the leg warmers. Yeah, bring back things. the night, just do it backpacks. Just bring it, bring it back because they need to live their youth and not try be 13 looking 30. Because 100%. we definitely did not look like that at 13. And I think it's a shame that they just need to enjoy now like they do just need to enjoy now because by the time they get to our age they're gonna realize they'll realize and I think that's definitely one of the negative sides of it there's an article that I read earlier that I'm just gonna read a little bit from which kind of speaks about the negative aspects of social media it talks about the positives too but as we're talking about the negatives let's talk about that and also something it highlights is the fact that because social media and this kind of technology is relatively new there isn't any long-term studies on it just yet so if you think about it we're still the dummies in this process wow. so we don't know let's say 40 years from now what the effects are going to be on us because it was what 10 20 years ago for us actually less than that okay I'm 27 so it can't be 20 years ago but in essence it's what just over a decade for us so there isn't any long-term studies just yet to really show us so one of the things that I said is that even though there isn't you know long-term studies just yet there's multiple studies that have found a strong link between heavy social media and an increased risk for depression anxiety loneliness self-harm and even suicidal thoughts social media may promote negative experiences such as inadequacy about your life and or appearance that fear of missing out isolation and what I found interesting as well was that the University of Pennsylvania they found that high usage of Facebook Snapchat and Instagram increases rather than decreases feelings of loneliness and conversely the study found that reducing your social media usage can actually make you feel less lonely and isolated and improve your overall well-being wow Yeah, very interesting. And also cyberbullying. It said that about 10% of teens report being bullied on social media. I actually think that figure is a lot higher than 10%. I was going to say, 10% is relatively low. low. I I would say 10%. Way more. 100%. 100%. I would say 10% would be when we was on Pixar. Yeah. 10% now, no. I don't know how old that study is, but it definitely is not 10% now. I think no, it's a lot more. About it, even, even some businesses, I've been trolled on my business account really and that's me that's by me doing nothing but promoting my business yeah I've been trolled on my business account as well um yeah it's just insane I definitely think that's that number's very low (laughs) yeah I don't think that's the accurate number the last thing that I thought was quite interesting was self-absorption so sharing endless selfies and all your innermost thoughts on social media can create an unhealthy self-centeredness and distance you from real life connections 100% that I found very interesting and it's true because like sometimes even without realizing sometimes you may do something like oh yeah this one's for the gram and it's like it's okay like sometimes just do something for real life like it doesn't always need to be for the gram or for YouTube or for TikTok or for anything like just know what I would do you know what I would say for me I wouldn't say I do stuff for the gram but I upload stuff almost as like a almost to document it for myself if that makes sense yeah like 
because I've gone through my life taking so many pictures of people, myself, things and being on holiday, food, I've still got that in me, but obviously at a very smaller scale. Yeah. Uh, post food pictures or just like a cocktail at a nice place. It's not even a thing to show off. It's more just to say, well, one, I do work hard for it. But um, the other thing is just to be like, I need to document this. So in the next couple of years, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I went to this place. And you can just look back. Like, I love holding those kind of memories. Hence my yeah. hard drive of 14,000 photos. Like <laughs> I, So I just like to look back for myself. So again, some people can perceive it as showing off. But if you give people the chance to explain, they won't see it like that. Yeah, that's true. Of course, for everyone, that's not the case. Yeah. The endless selfies, though, I can't comment on that. (laughs) You know what? I actually, I hardly take pictures these days. I don't take as much. There was definitely a time where I feel like I... Like you can look, my mom always used to say it as well. Like you can look through my phone. It was almost like every day I would have the new picture. But now it's like, I was even looking back and I was trying to find a recent photo and I'm like, oh, wow. Like I really haven't taken much pictures lately. Um, but for I'm me also, lockdown. it may be lockdown. It may be, but I think it may also be my disconnect right now with social media. Okay. I think that's also another part of it. So yeah, my photo sharing now is definitely like yours. I don't really take selfies anymore. Most of my pictures is food, again, to document. <laughs> um, but again, I think part of that's more, I feel like part of that's more from lockdown and not being in many social environments. So coming back into it now, it's like I've almost kind of lost it. But I I feel like I've kind of lost it, but I feel like I haven't because when I am on it, I'm on it. Yeah. If that makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I feel like, yeah, I've got it, but I just feel like at the same time, because of not being so social for two years, it has made me just be present, like you said earlier, to be honest. And these days I'd probably take a picture and post it once I'm home. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. Live and direct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's kind of what <laughs> I do now. Yeah. So that's literally what I do now. The odd occasion I might do it as soon as I leave the restaurant or something. But again, that's a mixture of being present and being private from all of that, all yeah. of the chaos that's happened before. So yeah. Okay. Well, as we're speaking about negatives, I guess we can kind of segue a little bit into influencer culture. That's another thing that I want us to kind of touch on. It's funny, again, because influencer culture is still fairly new. It's like, what, 10 years? Most yeah. influencers may have started on YouTube or the early days of Instagram. Like, even thinking about it now, I remember one one of my previous businesses where I did, like, hair care products. And I remember there was... It's so funny. Because of that business, there's a lot of people that I connected with that were, like, startup influencers, Could you, you could say, like, in yeah. the, hair, in the yeah. hair industry. And just how much that kind of influence like let's say sales and things that was still new but just looking at back at it now like even the other day I came across one of the people that I used to follow like when I had that page and I was like oh my gosh oh yeah that person and just yeah. kind of remembering them from their name and it's like oh yeah. wow like this was like many years ago now but again it was still very much new most people were bloggers and that kind of like led them into becoming an influencer to what it is now yeah. 100% I would say there are many different levels of influence as well. You've got your micro influencers, you've got your bigger influencers, and it just ranges so much because everyone influences in different industries, whether it's fashion, beauty, food. Um, It's very, very broad. 
But I would say, before we do go in, in, into any negative, I would say a good thing about influences now is they're almost like a small business in themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it's nice that a lot of them are getting the recognition that they deserve from all the work that they've put in since being a teenager, for example, blogging on blogger.com and then changing and switching it up to their whole new website and making an actual career out of it. I think it's nice to see that growth. And I feel like influencers are our new celebrities. They and, are, definitely. Yeah, and I feel like, I would feel like most, not all, I would say most influencers are organic I would put that name on them they are organic most of them because when it comes to celebrities because they're already established they would just take money for anything most of them so I feel like get the raw real reviews and advice from a real good influencer who is still organic that's I feel like that that's the new celebrity basically I agree. And it definitely is because if you think about it, there's a lot of big companies now that influencer marketing is a part of their marketing strategy. Because if you think about it, okay, it is another form of marketing, especially from the business to business aspect. But there's before that there was ads, but ads aren't really as, you know, influential. But if it is someone you're already following, you already kind of like their content or maybe have similar interests people are a lot more likely to purchase when an influencer posts something. It's like, oh, okay, that's nice. I like her, or I like him, and I, I like similar things to them. So people are definitely more likely to purchase. And I guess that's why, even now, when you speak to a lot of young people, what do you want to be when you grow up? An influencer. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what it is? It's all down to social media when you think about it. Yeah. They come from word of mouth that just came from being on the internet sharing your creativeness sharing your skills like you was doing your hair care products like sharing what you enjoyed and people naturally gravitating towards you because they are liking and enjoying what you're doing and it's now flourished to a business so I feel like so this is that these are the good things about social media I would say very very good things and I definitely say as well it creates opportunity these are careers 20 years ago being an influencer was never something that was even possible it's like what is that yeah and I think the internet in some ways is paving the way for new opportunities career opportunities now social media manager that wasn't a thing before that was never social media you can manage anything can you imagine telling your mum back then I'm just gonna be a I'm gonna be an influencer what's that (laughs) it's almost the equivalent of you saying (laughs) I'm gonna be a celebrity do you know what I mean it it seems so disconnected exactly it just they must they might back then if we was to say that they might have thought don't be so silly like how are you going to do that you're not going to make any money from that and then look look at everyone now (laughs) I know but what I did like that you said actually was about the organic aspect and I think because now influencing is so popular and it's become so much more lucrative there are a lot of people now that oh I want to be an influencer but it loses that organic side of it because it's just I just want it for the money Whereas those that, you know, that are influencers, but they genuinely enjoy the kind of things that they post about and not everything is a sponsored ad or (laughs) or them trying to be sponsored. I think the organic aspect does definitely shine through and it separates those that are just all about the money from those that are also about that quality and serving their community as well. I think 
it's very easy to blame influencer culture because there is another aspect of you know people overspending keeping up with the joneses yeah there is definitely that aspect too but i think also it's important for us to police what we follow because it's easy to be like oh you know influencers that they're influencing me to spend but it's like you're choosing to follow them so (laughs) (laughs) I think there definitely has to be a level of responsibility as well because we can pick and choose who we want to follow and if you find that you know following a certain kind of person is causing you to spend money you know you don't have then you might need to (laughs) mute their account for a little bit exactly you know exactly I think there definitely is that level of responsibility on us in terms of who we follow and again if you have younger children there's also educating them on those things I think even now the way that people need to parent is going to be so different because you have to speak to them about social media and being online it's one thing to be like oh you can't be on social media they will find a way yeah they'll find a way if they want want to be on it they will have an account you just don't know about exactly that (laughs) But I think just educating them and being honest and transparent is going to make such a difference because there is that dangerous side of it as well. I feel like it's good that this is all happening now because now parents are aware of what the internet can be like because when we were growing up, nobody really told us anything. We was just sort of experiencing and learning it ourselves. Um, We didn't really see the danger aspect of it all. We was just here it's just just a bit of fun (laughs) yeah we didn't see nothing of it but as we've gotten older and the internet's grown as well it's good that parents are aware now of this all so that they can teach their children even their teenagers now who are on TikTok especially the teenagers TikTok and teenagers because TikTok has the most trolls I've seen it I've heard it it's it's too much it's 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 just too much and I feel like TikTok is a really good platform one of the newer platforms it can do so well but the trolling just needs to stop it's too much it's way too much I see people grow on Instagram and move to TikTok to spread their business Mm -hmm. and um just get trolled on there and just slated quite a lot and it's again from people that you don't know and it's not as if to say they're putting anything bad out there it's literally their business and you'll just always get one person but again going back to the mental health thing you don't know who's behind that screen and making those comments and why they're making those comments it's not a reflection of you that's on them the people do need to realize that as well I guess I think one of the negatives sometimes is that you kind of forget to distance it from your reality. So people maybe commenting things online about you, that's not really who you are. Or maybe you do, you are a content creator and you post things and it's not really getting the engagement that you want. It's easy to kind of take that upon yourself and kind of feel like, oh, I'm a failure or I'm irrelevant now. Nobody cares. (laughs) You know, I put all this time and effort into this. It's very easy sometimes to kind of keep that all in one as opposed to separating it from who you are as a person. It is hard because I feel like social media has taken over a bit. So it's just, it's up to the person to just reel it in a little bit and just to find that balance again, like we did when we were kids. Definitely. It's simple, but it's not, but it's definitely doable. Yeah, I think it's gotten to that stage where you have to be intentional because you can easily go on and you could be scrolling away the whole day. I scroll on TikTok for two hours on food. All I see is food. 
<laughs> serious like, I was actually to someone the other day and they were saying they were on TikTok for hours and they didn't even realize because they were just watching funny videos and just laughing and like oh this is funny and when they realized like over an hour had passed but it's just so easy and again that is the purpose of it to keep you engaged to keep you on yeah. the app <laughs> that's it's what the algorithms are for it keeps you engaged but are you actually engaged <laughs> that's a good you know point. what I mean <laughs> yeah I guess it keeps you present <laughs> you might not yeah. necessarily be engaged but you're you're there yeah. I remember I was scrolling on TikTok and um, this was sometime last year I was scrolling for so long saving restaurants in my little favorite section on TikTok and I ended I ended up in West End one day and um because of TikTok and just being influenced by it all I ended up walking into this particular chocolate eclair shop that I saw on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no intention of going there, but you you definitely will kill me. I spent almost six pounds on one tiny chocolate eclair. Wow. I mean, was it worth it? <laughs> oh, it was definitely worth it. <laughs> okay, then it's all right then. <laughs> but, um, it's very expensive. I mean, that expensive. is an and I blame TikTok. Because if I didn't see that TikTok, I would not have walked, I would walk, just walk past the shop. I would never have gone in there. Wow. I would have known about it. But it's I guess bad. that really does show the, the influence of it. Because I've heard people say similar things. Like they've checked out restaurants because they've seen it on TikTok. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> wow. That's me. It just shows you the power, doesn't it? It shows you the power of influence. It shows you that power of social but again, media. Again, I do see that as a good thing because it does influence people get out explore do stuff do you know what I mean so yeah. it is a good thing yeah it might hurt your pockets a little depending <laughs> on your situation but yeah um, I think that's I think that's a good thing sharing things that people can relate to or go to or things to do I think that's a good um I think that's good content to share on social media yeah. as an influencer or like a teenager or something now like just what they're doing without being too open yeah I think like anything you've got to set the balance and boundaries for yourself because if you don't it's always going to be problematic but I think if you kind of set yourself those boundaries for how you use your social media what you post on your social media and even something I was thinking about the other day it's so much easier now to catfish people to steal people's identities let's say I have your LinkedIn I know where you work I know your full name. I know your your history. I know where you have worked. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things that kind of scares me. It's like, I feel like so much of our life now is on social media. I can it's easily true. find your date of birth because you may have posted your birthday and I know your age. So yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah. When I was thinking about that the other day, I was like, yeah, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> but no, so what? much of us is out there. And a lot of the things on the internet, it's not going anywhere. It's, go- it's going to be there. So I think we just have to be very intentional about what we post. And I think one thing I always kind of say to myself is like, "Mm, do I want people to know this or see this? If I don't mind, Mm -hmm. then I post it. But if it's something like, even if it's private and you're posting it on your close friends, mm, sometimes there's, you know, a leak in the close friends. I think you just got to be very careful. Because even something we've not spoken about is the fact that there are people sometimes that they may have tweeted something or said something online that has affected their career or even career opportunities. It's true. And even also being aware of the fact that sometimes companies will look you up on social media. You know, when you apply for a job, you've just got to be, yeah, yeah, that happens. I mean, I may have done that before when I was a hiring manager, but (laughs) 
it it happens you do you know you kind of want to get a gist of the person or even just you know get a sense of who they are or who they are online but these are also things to consider especially for the younger generation because sometimes you just don't realize they don't think about it you don't think of the consequences but just be very conscious of what you put out there because you may think oh, I've deleted that post I've archived that post but listen a hundred people have screenshot that yeah 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 <laughs> it's been in the group chat it's been circulated yeah and that's all it takes sometimes 100 percent. and you know things like on WhatsApp, for example, you've got disappearing stories and messages. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make a difference. I will screenshot that in point one second. Like <laughs> it makes no difference. Exactly, why it's they the introduce same these thing. Things. I feel like they're really just trying. But then, who owns WhatsApp? Instagram. <laughs> I feel like they're really just trying to into well, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. They're really yeah. trying to integrate all of this into one. It's like everything we do now is becoming social media in some aspects. Yeah. Do you know when you mentioned that thing about in the next 20 years or so, everything will be very different? Mm-hmm. We're already being introduced into the meta universe. Yes. That's a whole nother story. But did you watch the video? <laughs> what video? The video of um, Mark Zuckerberg introducing the metaverse. No, I haven't seen that video, actually. Let's just say it's very Is it worth scary. watching? Uh, if you want to be scared. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well I'm intrigued now there was there was one stage that I was watching and um it was about creating your own reality online basically do you know what it reminded me of it reminded me a bit of sims or there was this Ah, game I used to love sims um what was that game called oh wait are you talking about was it like an online website yeah and you have these little people was that it? And you had like loads. There was of another one. Make your there characters, was... and you could run around and talk, and you'd be like ASL. Like there's there two things like that. There was Habo, and there was another one. I can't remember the I name don't of remember it. The name is similar to that, but ten times more tech savvy. So, for example, there was a clip that I watched, and um, he mentioned something about imagine working from home. Because obviously, this was like lockdown times. Imagine working from home. And you're at your computer, but you want that social interaction and to see your colleagues. Instead of doing that via a webcam, you can actually see their, um, what do you call them? The the hologram. The hologram. Okay. You can see their hologram in your living space, your actual living space. Wow. So you could feel like you're actually at a table with your colleagues but it's just their holograms. They're not physically there, but just just your holograms. And they can see you in theirs. That's insane. (laughs) That to me is insane. It's it's worrying. Yeah, (laughs) I wouldn't either. I mean, we're already at that stage now. So can you imagine now, like with that incorporated? Yeah, I don't even want to. And it makes me think with these holograms and everything, how far is this technology going to go? Can you see me in my pajamas when I'm on the computer? Or I mean, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like it's quite scary what what's being introduced now. I personally think anyway. So for everything to be under this um, umbrella, it's it's quite worrying. But I am looking forward to see what's going to happen in the next 10, 20 years. But at the same time, just very cautious, I would say. Definitely, I'm with you on that one. And I think for me, just kind of looking back, 
and seeing like some of these things were 10, 15 years ago and yeah. just thinking like, what's it going to be like in the next exactly. 10 to 15 years? So Look, much can change. Exactly. And so much has already changed. Yeah. So much has already changed. Like it's honestly insane. It is insane. So any final words before we wrap up? I feel like, do you know, at the end of this call, I'm probably going to wake up tomorrow and be like, we should have spoke about this. <laughs> we might know, need to do a part so two because to be fair, we have, we have spoken a lot. We might need to yeah. do a part two because there is so, so much we haven't like, touched on, but it's just yeah. such a big topic, isn't it? hundred percent hundred percent I feel like once I randomly think of new things I will definitely be up for a part two because I just feel like there's definitely more to think about and I feel like if we do a little bit of digging and research put some polls and questions out there I feel like someone will trigger us and it will bring up a whole new discussion let's do that definitely I feel like social media now and social media back then has changed a lot good and bad but it all just depends on how you utilize your time and yourself on social media very well put (laughs) very very well put I definitely agree with you on that and I think it's just like anything we just have to be intentional like our lives are becoming so much more digitalized and if we're not careful it's so easy for us to miss those vital things in life because we're just so consumed with the phone or not just the phone but maybe the tv there's so many things now that are able to take our attention and I think it's just being intentional like we spoke about earlier there's so many positives from a business aspect with social media I for one know that it's impacted my business in a positive way and it's allowed me to connect with people that I never would have been able to connect with without social media so I think it really is just about being intentional about how you use it and also having that separation of your virtual life versus and your, your real life, life. Yeah. yeah remembering it's not real not everything you see is as it is and just taking things with a pinch of salt I think is really important no I agree I definitely agree thank you so much Vanessa for joining for me today me. before we do wrap up tell the people where they can connect with you so you can connect with me I'm mainly on Instagram at Greek butterfly beauty and also I've opened up my what was my personal page um but as I'm back doing lashes again I'm separating the products to treatments so just me and treatments we go again from 2017 (laughs) so you can find me at Vanessa John Backbeast on Instagram as well and yeah, all my treatments will be on there. Don't get me wrong, there's a little vibe on there too. You might see the odd cocktail or a meal on there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, people are nosy. We love a personal life. We, um, we do. We definitely yeah, do. exactly. So to an extent, so I hope everyone takes their notes on that. Um, keep your personal life just a bit more personal. But, um, yes, yeah, so you can find me on those two platforms and my website at greekbutterflybeauty.com for all products. Perfect. Love it. So what I'll do, I'll put all of Vanessa's contact details in the show notes. So definitely check out her pages, 
give her a follow and if you live it's east london that you do lashes right it is yeah if you live in east london then definitely check out vanessa for getting your lashes done but Mm -hmm. yeah thank you so much i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and if you have any questions or comments from what we discussed today definitely feel free to get in touch don't be shy we would love to do a part two but we want to know what you guys think of what we've spoken about today have a great rest of your week and i'll catch you in the next episode